We live in a world that is forever changing, from one day to the next. Now add to that an inner world that is forever at odds with itself. How does one accomplish anything when the only thing that is certain is uncertainty? Welcome to the Lifting with Bipolar podcast, the show designed to be an educational safe haven offering real-world solutions for real-world people. My name is Jonathan Sharko. Living with Bipolar 1 in today's world is a double-edged sword, but I'm here to work through it with you. Let's get right into today's episode. Alrighty, folks, welcome to another episode of the Lifting with Bipolar podcast. I'm very connected, or very excited to connect with my cross-country guest today, Megan. Uh, Megan, why don't you kind of introduce yourself, maybe tell us a little about your about yourself, and yeah, we can kind of go from there and dive into our questions that we have lined up for today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name is Megan. I'm 36 years old. I'm from Pennsylvania in the U.S. Um, I've been married for 12 years now, and I have two boys who are 8 and 10. Um, they keep me very busy, and I have a very supportive family. Um, I have bipolar 1 disorder, uh, PTSD, and anxiety. Um, so having um, those diagnoses is really, um, you know, can definitely be a struggle. Um, yeah. Um, sorry, I'm always so hard with, like, the um, – I had to introduce myself. Like, I oh. never know – no, you're doing great. Yeah. So maybe tell us a little about your personal story. Like, how did you kind of come across these diagnoses? Maybe uh, some of those things like where, where they happen. I don't know if it happened later in life. Like for me personally, like I was diagnosed about at about 23, like in my senior year of college when I got diagnosed with bipolar one. And I feel like that's pretty of a, from what I've learned, like along the way, it's a pretty common age, like in that kind of like 16 to 25 demographic is pretty common for people to be diagnosed and kind of um, that's kind of my story a little bit where maybe where along the lines of, did you get diagnosed along with some of these things and kind of maybe take a moment yeah. to kind of dive into your personal story with those. Yeah. Um, I got diagnosed with bipolar three years ago. Okay. Um, so it was like 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my first full blown manic episode and I was in therapy. Well, I still am in therapy. Um, but my therapist and my psychiatrist both witnessed this manic episode in me cause I go weekly. And, um, so, you know, I've been going for seven years now to therapy and, um, seeing my psychiatrist because of my anxiety and PTSD. And I was actually misdiagnosed with major depressive disorder. And so that's what I was kind of being treated for. Um, but whenever I had my manic episode, um, obviously it was very out of character for me. And Mm -hmm. so it kind of got the ball rolling on switching my diagnosis. And surprisingly, it actually took a couple of months for me to get officially diagnosed by my psychiatrist. Um, And it was, I have a terrible memory, like from like the the past. (laughs) Yeah, I can't remember like anything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's why I write things down a lot and like, note like date them and stuff. Um, But that during that media time period, like, um, from what I remember, I was just on top of the world. Um, you know, I could probably fly if I wanted to, you know, if I tried hard enough, you know, and, uh, Mm -hmm. I started a business, um, like I, you know, I had just, I couldn't stop talking and my therapist couldn't get a word in edgewise. And, you know, it was like, I was floating on the couch, like sitting there talking to him. And so, um, whenever my psychiatrist finally like sat me down a couple months later and, you know, told me 
you know, Megan, you have bipolar one severe with, you know, psychotic features. Cause I was also experiencing psychosis, um, at the time mm-hmm. it was, it was a shock to me, but it also kind of made sense, you know, because I had had some time to research bipolar, um, and, you know, in the interim before getting diagnosed and having that manic episode. And so I kind of, like, it was a shock, but it also kind of wasn't. It, it fit. Yeah. It made a lot of sense. And so, I mean, I think I handled it pretty well. Um, I, I mean, I survived it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's all you can do sometimes is just kind of survive and get through. Um, because I crashed into a really hard um, depression right after I was manic for about two weeks and then, you know, crashed into a depression, you know, depressive episode. Mm-hmm. And I was delusional. And it was, um, it was so hard. It was so confusing. Like my reality was not the real reality, you know, like actual reality. Um, and so I'm and I'm actually the first one in my family to be diagnosed with bipolar. And so it wasn't something that was well, you know, it was well known or like talked about. And so me being diagnosed was like, you know, my whole family kind of rallied around me and educated themselves and really helped me out. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah, that's kind of my journey, like with with the bipolar and getting diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know how I felt kind of with my diagnosis was in 2012. So a, a little while ago, but I just remember the same kind of the same feelings and kind of my whole memory has always been a blur. So I, I kind of to kind of try to jot things down so I can kind of revisit them because well, I, don't, I don't know how my brain functions, but things just kind of move <laughs> so fast. So it's like, Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you're kind of in those kind of states of minds. But yeah, I remember kind of going through them and being diagnosed and it was like, man, like kind of challenging at first, like the diagnosis. But then after, after a while I was like, you know what, I had to, I kind of accepted it because it did kind of make sense. Like the rush of mm-hmm. thoughts, the, the non the, the nonstop talking where people, other people can't get a word in the, the influx of ideas where I was like, you know, I think I'm going to run for president and be president. Mm-hmm. I can really make a difference or some of these things where you right. just feel like, you know, there's, there's no limit to what you could you're capable of, which, um, in a way, is in a way, is like, is a good in a way to kind of have a, a healthy dose of that? Like, it's a good thing to have, but at the same time, it's like too, too far on the scale, like to have the kind of some of these thoughts and where you're starting businesses and doing some of those things. And I think it's pretty common from people I've talked to. It's like, and that's why they kind of have it in the DSM. I think they're on maybe in the DSM five or something like that now, but I think that's why they kind of come up with these diagnoses because it's so common to have these inflexive ideas. But then, yeah, following that, just kind of coming back down to earth a little bit and mm-hmm. kind of going through a depressive episode. So. Yeah, I know. I know. It can definitely. I can definitely relate to kind of what you just shared with your personal story, and you're not alone that going through that. So, um, yeah, but, yeah. So, what what kind of like? Uh, how are you kind of practicing? Maybe I know self care is a pretty t- popular topic, at least like in this in this era right now, which is which is a good thing to practice. I know I've talked to about self care with some of my previous guests, like there. But do you have any like specific methods that you're kind of like taking care of yourself and kind of maybe outlets that you found to kind of help with your to, to help promote and and uh, kind of manage your mental health in a healthy way? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've come, you know, I've come a long way um, with gaining healthier coping skills. Um, Mm -hmm. Writing is definitely a huge one for me. Um, I love to journal and just whenever, especially when I have racing thoughts, like I just have to get it out on paper, you know, I have to get it out of my head. And so that's really helpful. And I love to write things that are, you know, kind of inspirational and hopeful, you know, in in a world where mental illness is looked at so negatively, you know, and I I kind of just want to promote 
a little bit of positivity with it. You know, like just because we have these diagnoses doesn't mean that we um, like everything's so negative. You know, there are positives yeah. to it. And um, so, yeah, I definitely, um, you know, practice writing and then I do woodworking, which like the feeling of creating something with your hands and using your brain and like figuring things out, like making a piece of furniture for me is just like <laughs> really healthy for me. Um, it's so amazing to see, you know, like you have a stack of wood and then all of a sudden you built, you put it together and you have a bench, you know, like I just mm -hmm. made one the other day. And um, so that's something that really helps me in my journey um, to, to kind of stay stable and, you know, maintain wellness um, and <clears throat> therapy and medication, you know, those you know, kind of go hand in hand, but, um, mm -hmm. I'm a, definitely a big advocate for therapy. I think that it's so important to, to talk about what you're going through and gain insight and you know what I mean? So, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah totally relate to that. Yeah. Just having, uh, for those of us who are, who can afford or have access to a therapist, I think it's just a great resource to have in your toolbox, like a kind of a safe environment, especially when you're able to you know, granted, just like medications, it may take a few while, take a while to kind of find the right therapist. But once you do, like I've been with mine for almost two years now, and it's just been really like a healthy way to just kind of have a safe space to kind of vent and, you know, vent at times and maybe just talk about some things on your mind, but then kind of have somebody help you kind of push through some of those things. Like we were, I recently got diagnosed with PTSD, maybe I want to say about a year ago now and uh, maybe last summer. And that just kind of, it was again, like, and it was a, kind of going through the bipolar one diagnosis that I went through in 2012. It was kind of like a at the same time, it was a new challenge, but it also was a huge relief because it was like, all right, now we can kind of, now I kind of know what my, what I'm kind of facing and I have somebody in my corner who can kind of help get me through this and what's on the other side is really beautiful. So I think therapy is just an amazing thing to have in your toolbox and mm -hmm. it's really nice to see that you have like the woodworking as well. I think that's very unique. I haven't heard that too much, but I can definitely understand how it's nice to have something like tangible, like in your hands or in your possession, like once you start off with just like a raw piece of wood or something like that. And then at the end, you have like this beautiful art thing that you can kind of show off and use around the house or maybe even... Um, kind of repurpose into other things. So that's, uh, that's amazing that you kind of found those two things. So. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Definitely. And yeah, I can relate to the PTSD diagnosis. I mean, I suffered mm -hmm. with it for years and didn't realize it until I started therapy and um, it, I, I didn't realize how much I was suffering Yeah. And, until I started really digging deep. And I mean, therapy is hard work. It's, mm -hmm. it's a process and you really, you know, like, I go every Friday and yesterday um, I had a therapy session and I just really um, had to take some time to process like what we talked about, you know, it's, it's an ongoing thing even after the fact. So mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think uh, it's good. Like sometimes I, I'm able to go more frequently, you know, at times it's like, Hey, every week. And then sometimes I kind of back it off when I'm in a, in other, in other spaces in my life where it's like every two to four weeks where I go, Mm -hmm. um, I know when I went through that, I'm not a professional, so I want to kind of disclaimer that, but I know when I went through with my, um, for my PTSD, I went through a, a process called cognitive processing therapy or CPT. So it was something I kind of found, but it was like okay. kind of getting through some of your stuck points is what we found out. And it was just, it was like a 12 to 16 week kind of, uh, kind of, kind of program or regimen, but it was like really nice to kind of almost do like a pre quiz at the beginning, like some of those things I was really stuck on. And then at the end mm -hmm. of the therapy, it was like, wow, like in a matter of 12 to 16 weeks, you can really make a lot of progress working with a professional. So. Yeah.
Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm so glad you got to do that. Yeah. No, it was really great. And then same to you. I'm glad you kind of have somebody to connect with every Friday and kind of challenge you in a way and give you some homework. And I'm the same way. Like sometimes it takes me a little bit of a while to, to kind of process things, but in the end it's, it's really a net gain and a net benefit. So, um, yeah, I want to maybe talk about, let's see here. Um, I want to talk about, I'm excited to talk about with somebody who identifies themselves as a mental health advocate. Maybe you can kind of, uh, kind of what inspired you to be a mental health advocate. What are some of those driving forces that maybe you want to that you that inspired you or maybe kind of push you maybe want to talk about these things destigmatize promote conversations on on instagram and just in your day-to-day -day life i'm i really, i really think that's uh, something that should be commended for so maybe you can talk a little bit about your mental health advocacy yeah um well funny story i well i'm writing a book awesome. and so yeah um i'm in the editing process of it now Okay. Um, but somebody gave me the advice to start an Instagram page to kind of pre promote the book mm -hmm. and because the book is about my life and my, um, dealings with mental illness, I started following, um, other people who talk about mental illness and like, you know, people who have bipolar and PTSD and anxiety. And like, you know, um, I just gradually started, you know, following them more and then like, I started posting my own things and kind of got away from the book and mm -hmm. more into um, the advocacy, you know, the raising awareness and, and how I like to do that is to inspire hope in people and, you know, kind of be an inspiration. Um, you know, if I can make somebody like one person, you know, can relate to what I have to say, then I feel like, you know, I've done a good job. And, and mm -hmm. like, it also helps me, you know, when I put stuff out there, like I have to hold myself accountable to what I'm saying. You know, a good friend of mine said that, you know, like when you're going through something, like, what would you, what would you tell somebody else? And if you don't follow through with it, then, you know, you're kind of like a hypocrite. And so it's like, it kind of holds me accountable to stay positive. And um, during, you know, it's hard living with mental illness and Absolutely. you can get really wrapped up in it and then all the negatives. And so that, you know, my goal is to kind of be a light, you know, and be, you know, a, a little bit brighter about it and show mm -hmm. the positives. So. Yeah, no, we're, I mean, we're so often with our, with our self-talk, we're often, often so critical of ourselves. So it's really nice to kind mm -hmm. of that practice of like, Hey, what would you tell the best friend if, if you were talking to yourself, you know, you wouldn't tell them how terrible a job they are, they're doing or how bad they are. They really, you know, 99% of the time would really, really be constructive criticism or just positive talk. So it's good that you're kind of practicing that skill with yourself and um, nice outlet. I think that's a great outlet you have in Instagram and kind of in a way holding yourself accountable and how you kind of portray yourself and it kind of keeps you on track as well. So it's like a really kind of cathartic way of um, therapy and really connecting with others. And yeah. have you found like the Instagram or like the social media kind of community to, to be rather supportive so, thus far for your, in you and your, in your kind of uh, internet journey? Oh yeah, absolutely. I just love mm -hmm. the community of people that I've found. I mean, I've, I talk to people from all over, you know, the world, you know, I've, I've met people from everywhere and, um, I've made some really good connections with people and, um, we have great conversations and, um, you know, sometimes people are struggling and I can be there for them or, you know, sometimes I'm struggling and they can be there for me. And so I, I think it's just a great community that is kind of cultivated and, um, 
it it's so helpful and i just i'm really passionate about it you know at first i was nervous because i never mm-hmm. i always wore a mask you know i never like talked about it and always pretended like everything was fine and i you know um like if i wasn't like if i was depressed i would pretend like i wasn't you know i would put on this happy face but like with this community you can be yourself and be vulnerable and open up and it's just such a freeing feeling to have that yeah absolutely yeah i think like masking is a pretty common term or people people maybe people don't know about but masking is yeah it's just like the idea of just wearing them like almost like halloween like you're just kind of wearing a mask and you're kind of putting on this front but Mm -hmm. in a way it's nice and it's freeing to just be vulnerable take the mask off and just kind of uh, be yourself take a deep breath and just kind of be yourself out there and um, and right. let it all hang and really just kind of have an opportunity to connect with really genuine connections with people who kind of care about you, you know? So, yeah, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm just starting off on my journey as well with uh, social media and Instagram and the internet, but um, it's nice to have like these deeper conversations like we're kind of having right now and just being able to connect with people. It really just makes a world of difference to know at the end of the day, you're not alone in dealing with some of these things. And as opposed to maybe walking down the streets of uh, I'm in Reno, you're in Pittsburgh, you're just kind of walking down the streets of your local community. It's really hard to kind of advertise or really get kind of have these conversation spark when it's kind of like you know you're just everybody's kind of going along their busy days when they're dealing uh, with their own with their own issues but it's nice to kind of advertise and and really to connect with people so it's really wonderful what you're doing as a mental health advocate and also as a journal so uh, maybe tell us a little bit about the book that you're writing if it's not too soon I know you're in the editing process but it's kind of like about your personal story do you have like uh do you have like a title or anything like that I'm just kind of curious it's called now you know Um, And I feel like it, you know, kind of goes along with that masking, you know, like I pretended for so long to, to be fine. And um, like, you know, it's like, now, you know, now, you know, my story. And, you know, so um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I finished writing it, I'm editing it, but I still go honest, like, I'll be honest, I go back and forth about publishing it because it's just so personal. And um I've read a lot of books from people that I follow and they put themselves out there. And so that's just really inspiring for me. Like, okay, if these people can do it, then so can I. Mm -hmm. And I mean, even just the writing process in general of finishing this book and putting it together and stuff was so therapeutic. Um, Just getting all my experiences out on paper. So, you know, if it, if it never becomes published, it was still helpful, you know, for me, but I, mm-hmm. I hope that it does, um, get published. Um, I'm just not sure when that'll happen. I'm kind of taking my time with it and I really want to do a good job with it. And, um, so, but yeah, it's exciting. You know, I just, I want to be an author, you know, mm-hmm. it's something that I want, I really want to have. And, um, so Yeah. So it's a work in progress. Yeah, absolutely. No, and kudos to you. Like whenever you're ready to release it, if it ever gets released, great. I mean, if, even if it doesn't, then at least you kind of had a way to kind of have an outlet and kind of um, make yourself uh, a better a better wife, a better mother and some of those things. And I can only imagine it just kind of improves your your kind of how your outlook on life is. So and I love that the, the, the title is very catchy. So now you know, or, or now you know is the title. So I, I love that. Mm-hmm. And how long have you kind of been working on this project? Um, probably a year and a half now. Okay. Nice. Yeah. 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 I don't know too much about writing. I, I I definitely admire people who can take the time to kind of put pen to paper and really get their thoughts out in an organized way. And yeah, it's just it's kudos to you. I, I think that's amazing. So thank um, you. Have you, had, have you ever had to deal with like any kind of uh, 
maybe resiliency, like towards just dealing with being a mental health advocate and kind of portraying that? Is, is it kind of nice? Uh, and have you kind of found ways to kind of get through some of that, uh, maybe some of those driving forces, like maybe leaning on other people who can kind of be positive at the same time, like positive influences your life? Yeah. Um, I mean, I luckily personally haven't like through my page, haven't dealt with anybody who, um, like, uh, like face any challenges, you know, okay. with what I'm putting out there, but like, I've read, you know, comments on other people's things and like on Facebook and comments and like mental illness just gets, you know, such a, like, people talk about it and blame like actions on, you know, mental illness. And it's just, there's so many stereotypes and stigma and um, it's like, I haven't experienced it. That's good. Too much. Um, one, one time I told a friend that I was bipolar mm-hmm. and it was early on in my diagnosis. And so I was still like dealing with it. And her response to me was, Oh, I thought you were normal. Mm. And so like I face challenges like that, you know, mm-hmm. and it's really like, well, what is normal? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what everybody has something. And so that kind of um, that really stuck with me, but I didn't really let it get to me because I know a lot of people are just not educated mm-hmm. on mental health and mental illness. And um, that's, you know, definitely something I strive to to kind of promote, you know, to educate yourselves on it and not just blame a mental illness for, you know, negative things that happen or that people do. Um, mm-hmm. I see a lot of that in comments and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's disheartening, you know, but you just have to stay strong and resilient and, and just keep putting yourself out there and, yeah, yeah. Just, keep, just keep showing up. Yeah, I think I'm really happy to hear that personally you haven't had to deal with that. But yeah, I mean, we've all kind of seen things that have kind of been said or on the internet in the comments section and it really is disheartening. And I think what we're doing right, here, like right now today and what you're doing every day is kind of promoting these conversations so that the next generation can be like, oh, you know, I'm bipolar. Well, no big deal. Like, hey, I have diabetes or I have a heart condition or I have this and that. Mm-hmm. It's, it, they can be one and the same. They don't have to be two separate entities. It's just like a dealing with a, a health condition, especially since... I mean, in my, in my ideas, like we live in a world where some of our, some, most of our, at least if you're, you know, lucky to be in a, in a first world country, like most of your conveniences have already been met. You know, we have housing shelter, if you're lucky enough to have housing and shelter and some of those things. And now we have mm-hmm. technology on our phones and some of those things. I mean, we can have food brought to your door within, you know, 45 minutes or something like that. And it's just like, now we're kind of dealing with what, like a new set of problems, like some of these new conditions that are kind of uh, spurring up like depression and bipolar and PTSD and anxiety and some of these things. Mm-hmm. So it's like, now we kind of kind of have these conversations and make the next generation a little bit more understanding, a little kinder to each other. So, yeah, yeah. I think that's so important to be kind um, to yourself for, you know, first and foremost, but to other people and to have compassion and, you mm-hmm. know, be, be gentle with other people. And because, you know, you really don't know what they're going through unless they talk about it. And, you know, that's why I just, um, kind of take the approach of just being gentle with myself and being gentle with other people and trying hard not to like, not have a thick skin, but like, um, Mm -hmm. you know, just realize that other people are suffering and they may not deal with it, you know, in a healthy way or something. And, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. I really kind of want to take some moments to maybe get into some of your writing. Like, how did you, how, so do you journal on some of those things? Like what is kind of your, maybe your healthier outlet is you have any like 
good resources that kind of inspired you maybe with like topics to write about or anything like that like like for any like books or anything like that for example yeah um i have this book right here um rupee it's by rupee core it's called healing through words um i got it a couple months ago and it's it's been a huge um help for me it's broken down into like four sections of like trauma and um like loving yourself and um like heartbreak and you know it's kind of broken down into these like sections and they're they're writing prompts and so it really gets you thinking about things um and at the end of it you feel you feel so much better because you've wrote like you know you don't normally hear these questions that are in this book you know so mm-hmm. it really gets you thinking and i just love that about it that i can really dig deep and work on my healing for myself and you know on this journey um <clears throat> so yeah so i definitely recommend the book um nice healing yeah. through words awesome mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's good to kind of have that uh, maybe that library you can kind of just pick one how you're feeling that day and kind of go on a writing prompt so right yeah especially it's like really nice to have that outlet of just writing i'm sure so many people can relate out there who are avid journalers or just writers themselves like nothing can be more therapeutic than maybe a pen and just an empty legal pad and just kind of have an opportunity to just to kind of get all your thoughts out. So I, I just remember kind of going through my stages and kind of being inspired to write. And it's just kind of a good thing to have in your back pocket. It's, you can do that any, and it's really accessible. You can do it anywhere at mm-hmm. any time. And just whenever you're inspired, just to kind of to jot these thoughts out. And it's always kind of fun to come back and revisit them and maybe fine tune them a little bit. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's definitely a great tool to have. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So I'm, we're very excited to maybe kind of follow you, follow you along with your journey and some of those things. Where can maybe some people who are listening and maybe find you on Instagram or some of the other, other ways to maybe get in touch with you who kind of can relate to some of those things you're doing, like woodworking and journaling and writing and some of those things. Where can people find you? Um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram um, at this is Megan underscore R. That's my um, account name. And then I also have a business one, Handmade by Megan One. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in checking out my business and my woodworking, you can give that a follow. Um, yeah, that's the best way to reach me. Um, and I'm always available. Like I love chatting with new people (laughs) and getting to know other people. I think that's just, it's so fun. It really is like talking with people and, you know, figuring out where they're from and like what they're going through. And I just really enjoy that aspect of social media, you know, I've made some really great connections. So. Yeah, absolutely. Like we're, we're just a big old community and with the power of the internet and the power of our kind of our phones and devices and some of those things, you can build your own community and just connect with people like we are doing right now today across the country. So mm-hmm. yeah, thank you so much for your time today, Megan. I'm really looking forward to maybe connecting in the future and, and kind of going from there. So yeah, thanks again for your time. And I'm looking forward to kind of watching your journey. And I encourage everybody else out there to follow Megan and on her Instagram and also check out her woodworking page and I'll include those in the show notes. So uh, thank thanks you again so much for, for having me. Yeah, thank you. And you're well welcome to come back on anytime again in the future. So I'd uh, love that, that does it for another episode of the Lifting with Bipolar podcast. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll catch you next time. All right, guys. Bye-bye. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Lifting with Bipolar. Stay connected with me directly through jonathancharco.com. You can also join the discussion on Instagram at Jonathan Charco. As always, thank you for pushing your mindset and heart towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. 
Don't forget to please leave a review of the podcast as well as subscribe to stay fully up to date. Until next time, be kind to yourself and each other.